Hey friends, before we hop into today's episode, I just want to make sure you're aware of In His Image Wellness Collective. It is a group that I run where we are focusing on stewarding our wellness for the Lord. Yes, not chasing body image, not chasing scales, but really making decisions about our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual well-being with a kingdom lens. We do workouts, we do meal plans, we do devotions, we meet weekly for prayer via Zoom. It is incredible and you want to be a part of it. So make sure you send me an email and I'll give you all the details. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to this bonus episode. Who loves a good bonus? Um, I want to share a little bit of what's been going on in my life the past few weeks. Well, and to do that, I actually have to take you back to my childhood. Um, I have, for the longest time, used alcohol as a crutch, as a coping mechanism. It started when I was 12. Um, It was something that I used to numb pain, to be accepted by peers. It took on a big component in my life where I was drunk most of my teenage and early 20 years. Um, Couldn't wait to drink next and disconnect from my problems, disconnect from the world. Um, You know, it was hard um, to sit with my feelings and it was hard to sit with my reality. And so I numbed out. And if you've heard my episode on my testimony, you know that I numbed out using a number of things, drugs and sex and disassociation and shopping and a lot of things. But the one constant that's been in my life was alcohol. And in a lot of cases was a socially accepted way of coping. Now, in my adult years. And as a Christian woman, I wasn't going out partying. I wasn't going out getting drunk. I wasn't, you know, hungover every morning. And so I justified my use of alcohol because I wasn't quote unquote abusing it. Right. Because even in church circles, having that glass of wine at the end of the day is acceptable by many. And I found, especially over COVID, that weekend glass or two or three of wine started to happen during the week. 
when the world shut down and the world got quiet and I had less distractions from how I was feeling, I reached for the drink more often. And, you know, there's this whole mummy wine culture that we all laugh and joke about. But really, it was hurting me. Really, it was causing me shame and more depression. It was blocking some incredible intimacy with Christ that I could have. It was sending the wrong message, or at least a message I didn't want to send to my son. And it was a problem. And I tried to give up that glass of wine many a time and failed many a time. And I think why I kept failing is that the fear of giving up that glass of wine the fear of of what that would look like was greater than my desire to be free of it. And I've seen that play out in my life in other areas. I used to be a smoker. I smoked all through my teenage years. And when I met Terry, I promised that I would quit. Um, But it took a while because my fear of what would happen when I quit was greater than my desire to quit. And it wasn't until my desire got stronger that I was able to quit cold turkey. And so I had been struggling and I'd been praying about it. Lord, I'm struggling with this. But I had excuse after excuse every time I would fail. Well, I have a trauma upbringing. Alcohol use is very common with trauma patients. It's very common with borderline personality and bipolar. You know, it's understandable that this is my crutch. If I'm going to have a crutch, there's far worse things I could be doing. Like I said, I'm not going out partying. I'm not hungover the next day. I'm not falling over drunk in front of my kid. There's worse things I could be doing. And I kept justifying why I couldn't stop drinking. And I was afraid of the sitting with my feelings. I was afraid of what I would do with my time if I wasn't at the bar having a drink. I was afraid of how to face the hard stuff that I deal with as someone with trauma, as someone with bipolar, as someone with BPD, I regularly, and and I don't talk about this a lot, but I regularly deal with extreme self-loathing and suicide ideation. When I'm busy and when I'm productive, those thoughts can be far away, but they're always there. And sometimes they overtake me and overwhelm me the thoughts of not being good enough and not being a failure. And I have learned and I'm continuing to learn how to take those thoughts captive, how to replace them with truth. But the reality of my illness is that they're always there. And it's a very difficult existence to live in a state 
of always fighting against yourself for yourself. But I am learning how to trust God more and more. And I'm learning like Paul learned who had a thorn that God didn't relieve for him, how to count it all joy. But there was this wine issue and I kept drinking it and I kept hating myself for doing it. And I couldn't get out of this cycle. And then when God started to birth in me the idea of In His Image Wellness Collective, it's my group client program where we work at stewarding our wellness for the Lord and looking at our decisions for our health through the lens of the kingdom and not the world's lens. He just wants us to like chase skinny and be so preoccupied with our bodies. When I started to be gifted by the Holy Spirit, this idea of in his image wellness collective, it really gave me a whole new perspective on my relationship with wine. When I started to look at stewardship of all my decisions through the lens of the kingdom, it made me realize what a bad steward I was being in this area whenever I went to the glass of wine instead of the Jesus. A steward is someone who is entrusted with someone else's resources. They are responsible for whatever is given to them. God has entrusted me with resources, my physical body to go about serving, the spiritual gifts he's given me to build up the body. He's entrusted me with my son to raise and shoot off like arrows for the kingdom. God has entrusted me with lots just as he has entrusted you with lots. And I realized that every decision I make, I make as a steward because my life is not my own. My life was bought for a price on the cross. My life is not my own. And this change of perspective made me reevaluate that decision to pick up that glass of wine. And so I decided with the launch of In His Image Wellness Collective in July, that for the month of July, I was not going to drink. And that may not seem like a lot, but at this point, it had been, what, two, two and a half years where I basically had a glass of wine every day or every other day, but multiple times a week. And the thought of going a whole month was scary. It was scary. But I remembered this verse in Psalm 121:2. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. My help doesn't come from the glass of wine. The glass of wine is not rescuing me from my problems. The glass of wine is not refining me to be more like Jesus in the midst of my struggle. The glass of wine is not a healing balm to my hurt so that I'm trying to drown. No, only Jesus is those things. And so I realized I had to turn to where my help was, not the glass of wine, but to Jesus. And so... I am ecstatic to say that as of this airing of this episode, I am 
seven weeks alcohol free. Seven weeks alcohol free. It is amazing and has not been without its struggle. I have been tempted. I have had cravings. I have had a difficult, challenging summer with my mood and my emotion as routines have changed and the season of our life with Caleb is changing. But I remembered a really powerful thing that my therapist told me. She told me that a craving only lasts 20 minutes. And if you can get through that 20 minutes, you can see yourself on the other side of the craving. That's not to say you won't have multiple cravings, but the waves that they come in are about 20 minutes long. And so I really determined that when I would have a craving that I would occupy myself for that 20 minutes, that I would go for a walk, I would blast worship music, I would read, I would do something to occupy myself. And so far it's been working. Now, I don't know what the future holds, I have decided I'm not going to put pressure on myself to say I'm never drinking again because of the fact that I am imperfect and it would be a crushing blow for me to make that statement and then fail. It would really crush me mentally. But what I have decided to do is to commit to never using wine as a crutch again. I don't know. If one day at a birthday celebration, out of just joy, I will toast a glass of champagne with a friend. I don't know. I do know that I am not going to numb my feelings or pass my boredom or avoid the pain by turning to wine. And I think so many women are sold a lie with this mummy wine culture that it's acceptable and it's fun and it's healing. And oh my goodness, my kids just drove me crazy. I need a glass of wine. I need a glass of wine. Like, do you though? Do you need a glass of wine or do you need Jesus? Do you need a glass of wine or do you need his rest or his peace or his comfort or his sustainability in your life? You know, alcohol is a depressant. That thing that you're using to take the edge off in that moment is actually creating more harm in your life. I would wake up the next morning after having only one or two glasses. I'm not talking about going on a bender. And I would be more depressed and battle more with self-loathing. Can I say these last seven weeks, I have woken up depressed less. These last seven weeks, I have felt accomplished in facing my tough stuff. These past seven weeks, I've grown closer with God as I look to him as my source and not the wine. The past seven weeks, I'm sleeping better my mind is clearer. The past seven weeks have had a remarkable opportunity for me to talk to my son about why I'm stopping drinking wine every night and giving him context and pointing him in hopefully a different direction. 
only good things have come from me not drinking wine. Only good things. And I am excited to see what the future holds. And I just want to say to you, if you are struggling the way I was struggling, and it was a struggle, guys, I am 42 years old. I've been drinking since I was 12. To go seven weeks not drinking has not happened since I was pregnant. This is monumental for me. And I want to encourage you, if you are kind of stuck in that mummy wine culture, if you find yourself reaching for a glass of wine at the end of the day to take the edge off because it's been a hard day and you need to relax And the only way you can relax is with that glass of wine. I want to encourage you that there's something better. There's something better. I want to encourage you that you don't have to be bound by that glass of wine. That you don't need that glass of wine to to be in a social situation. Oh, that was a big one for me. My goodness, I have to be around people. I better calm my nerves with a glass of wine. I need to do something with my hands. I better have a glass of wine in my hands. What if no one's talking to me? I better have a glass of wine I can sip. Does that sound familiar to any of you? I want to encourage you that there's more. There's more for you than that. Isaiah 41.13 says, For I am the Lord your God who upholds your right hand, who says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. I know it's scary to release that glass of wine. But if you're ready, the Lord will help you. If you're ready, he will sustain you. It has just been an incredible journey for me. Alcohol, like I said, wow, since I was 12, how many years is that? 30 years alcohol has been in my life. And it's been a cage. I've been living in a cage. I'm breaking out of that cage. I'm walking in more freedom. And like I said, I don't know what the future holds. But man, do I know who holds my future. Can I get an amen on that? If you're struggling, if you want to steward your life differently, Slide into my DMs. Let's talk about it. I'd love to support you. And let's start normalizing moms who don't need wine, but press into Jesus at the end of the hard day. Can we do that? Can we pour ourselves a cup of tea and read the word instead of having a glass of wine and watching Netflix? Man, how much more fulfilled would we be? How much more prepared would we be to take on the next day? A little bit vulnerable opening up this struggle with you guys. But I will keep you updated as I go. But I just felt it was important because I feel like there's some of you that have struggled the way I've struggled, that have had... Alcohol is a crutch the way I have had, that have had addiction in your life the way I have had. 
but now I hope that you will have freedom in your life like I'm having now. My DMs are always open to you. Bye, friend. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.